I'm not uh, feeling 100% this morning. So if I uh, get a little delirious, just go with it. <laughs> ben Massa, it's your birthday today. Happy birthday, Brother Ben. I'll be singing happy birthday later. Thought I saw something. Oh, man. Uh, Matt Messel, can you uh, read the scripture again? Yeah. Nice and loud. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from evil, every evil path, so that I may obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Thank you. When I first read this scripture, I thought it sounded like a little bit arrogant, a little pretentious, a little self-righteous, you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, it says, your commands make me wiser than all my enemies. I have more insight than all of my teachers, more understanding than the elders. You know, uh, I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate evil. You know, it, it, it kind of seemed a little bit like me focused, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the person reading that is like this thinks that they're like this great person, you know what I'm saying? But then when I, I looked in a little bit more, you know, it's not, you know, even though like sometimes we can come off in that, that light, it's, it's not about, um, not about that, it's, it's about that first verse, you know, I, how I love your law, you know. Um, in John 14, it says that, you know, Jesus says that those who love me obey my commands, right? You know, they obey his, his law, his ways, his, his word. So if you think about like, Jesus and his ways, God's ways are higher than any other way, any other understanding, up here, right? And if we love God's law, you know, we love God, and we're walking this love relationship with God, then in that relationship, all the other understanding and philosophy is as smart as some people can, can philosophize and teach or whatnot, they're all below God's ways. We're walking in this love, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, that's, uh, I remember when I first got saved, uh, I got saved around, uh, I guess I was 18, 19 or something. And uh, I just started just feeding, just eating up the Word of God. And uh, all of a sudden, like, this wisdom would come out of me. And I didn't even know where it was coming from because I didn't, I know it wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I had this wisdom with me that was guiding my life and was keeping me from trouble. And it's just, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. But there's times, though, like, you know, you guys are all, most of you probably Christians. We'll get to that later. You know, most of y'all are probably Christians, you know what I'm saying? If you're Christians, you love God, right? You know, you love God. You have an emotional attachment to your love for God. Maybe intellectually even. You, know, you, you, you study God's Word. You love opening it up and getting into some deep teaching. You love God. But at the same time, you know, you can love someone and still betray your love for them, you know? You know, sometimes, you know, we'll, like, we'll be hard on some Christians because they may be doing something we don't approve of. We, we can't question their love 
you know, their emotional love or intellectual love, but I mean, sometimes, again, we can just kind of get, get distracted. The Word of God can become blurry, you know? Um, and you see it in, in marriages sometimes, you know? Uh, not just serious stuff, but you know, the, you know, baby, I love you, but I don't really want to take out the trash. Baby, I love you, you know, but you know, you're annoying me right now. Please get away. You know what I'm saying? They're just, I need to go away. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it's not that you don't love them, but in the moment, you know what I'm saying? It's be a little hostile. You know what I'm saying? Or like those of y'all who aren't married, you know, even on a friendship level, you know, it just, I love my man Matt Muscle right here. That's, that's my boy right there. That's my boy right there. But every now and then, you know, Matt <laughs> Muscle and I, you know, we might cross the line with one another. You might see us out in the parking lot just smacking each other around, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and doesn't mean that I don't have that brotherly love for Matt Muscle. It's just in the moment, he might just tick me off, you know what I'm saying? I just, I'm sorry, Matt, you know what I'm saying? I just have to, I just have to smack him before church. It's okay. So that's what we're going to look into um, this morning. Just, uh, you know, we can, we can love God, but sometimes, I guess, with Jesus being the Word, that Word can become blurry, you know? And it can affect our relationship, our love for God. So let's, let's pray real quick and uh, get into this thing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that, uh, that your wisdom is free to us, God, and that you're always speaking to us, that you love us enough to guide us, Lord. You haven't called us to figure it all out. Lord, you give us the wisdom. You give us the clarity, the direction. And let's pray, Lord, today, Lord, as we go over just different things that can distract us, different traps, different pitfalls, God, that you would just enlighten us and help us in our love walk with you. We thank you so much for your grace and mercy, Lord. Open our eyes this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So a few weeks ago, I was bored. Like, just... Bored with life. You know, I don't know if y'all have ever been in that position, but just the monotony, just the same thing day in, day out. I was, just, I was bored. You know, I was, I was even bored with church. Not y'all. I love y'all. Brotherly love, you know what I'm saying? But so I was just bored with, like, there's other things unattached to worship and loving people that we put in the category of church that can get tedious sometimes. And I, just, I was bored, you know? And uh, sometimes when you're bored... Things can get dangerous, you know, uh, you can get lazy, sit around eating a lot, you know what I'm saying, it's getting fat, or sometimes you um, become real cynical, you can sit around just looking for problems that don't really exist, and you can do that, and other times when you're bored, like I was going to do, you can just get crazy, you know what I'm saying, just, just lose your mind, and um, I was bored, so I was going to take this trip, I was just going to go away on a vacation, I didn't tell some of y'all. Don't look at me with face of shock. I was going to take like a few weeks, <laughs> few weeks um, away just to, just to get away. And um, in the moment, it seemed like a great idea. It seemed like anything was wrong with it. You know, I was, um, I was planning this wild trip. I'm not going to get into details, but it was, it was, it was on the wild side. And, um, you know, the, the thing that stopped me from taking the trip was um, I was talking to a friend of mine about the trip. And um, this friend of mine is, uh, he's, uh, I'm trying to find a polite way. He, he's a little crazy. He's just in a, in a, you know, not, there's different types of crazy, you know. He's a crazy in a, you know, he's just going to kind of do whatever he wants to do type of crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I was talking to him about this trip, 
And uh, somewhere along the line, I mean, he was like right on with everything I was saying. He was even willing to come with me. Let's do this. Let's do that. This is, this is brilliant. You know what I'm saying? And uh, then I started thinking, this guy is agreeing with everything that I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? What's wrong with me? <laughs> so I stopped myself a little bit. I stopped the, the plane tickets and everything. I was like, maybe I should slow down a bit and do some prayer and some self-reflection. And uh, God dealt with me on some boredom issues. But um, in the moment, I was deceived, though. I couldn't see that this was a bad idea. You know, it, it didn't seem like it was against God, or I didn't see the fact that I may be leaving responsibilities or leaving people that are dependent on me. I just I couldn't see that at the time. It seemed like a good idea. Um, let's get a little deeper into this. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. I don't have the numbers in the blue Bible, though. I'm sorry. I always forget that. Somebody remind me next time. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. He likes the music playing in the background while people get to the description. <laughs> we all there? All right. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not be foolish. When you see in the Bible about don't be foolish or foolishness or this person's a fool or whatever, it means that this person isn't taking any thought for their life. They're just, they're not, they don't have any purpose in what they're doing. They're just kind of living, just kind of cruising. And um, so we see here that we don't, we want, we want to live our lives as wise and have purpose in the moment. You know, we want to have the right motivation in the moment. It says here also that uh, we want to understand what the Lord's will is. And uh, there can be a lot of sometimes mystique about that. And uh, I think that there's the, there's the general will of God and then there's the, like his, his personal will. You know what I'm saying? There's, the general will of God is pretty clear, I think. Um, in fact, in the beginning of that chapter, it says, be imitators of God. And that's pretty much it right there. You know, we're, we're here to glorify God, to worship Him in all that we do. You know, that's His general will. You know, we're here to follow Christ. His specific will, it's a little different. You know, you're not going to find any of your names here in the, in the scriptures, you know what I'm saying? You know, with, uh, you're not going to find what Brett Hammond should do, you know, Sunday morning at the guard, you know what I'm saying? He's going to have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. He's going to have to have that, that will of God close to his heart to know that. You know, there may be some of you here this morning who, uh, I don't know what that was. Someone may want to go back to, uh, you know, sometimes uh, it can just get kind of, kind, of, kind of blurry. You know, other people can get involved and it can, they can tell you all these different things. That, and then the will of God just becomes this huge mess. You know what I'm saying? I look at God like the, like the Word of God and you're trying to hug Him. And then it's just, He's kind of blurry. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand what I'm hugging. You know what I'm saying? It said, because the days are filled with evil to make the most of every opportunity. And I think that before we get into the days are evil, we really need to discuss what evil is. You know, what is evil? What is good, even? Um, somebody want to um, personify good. When you think good, what do you think? Can't say Jesus. It's cheating. Um... Nah, like a person. Like, who do you think of when you think goodness? If I were to say goodness to you, what would you think? Your dad? 
All right now, all right. He looks good. He's got that good glow to him, you know. Anybody else? John Parker. Oh, gold star for Brett. All right now. How about evil? What do you think? What kind of character do you think of when you think evil? Brett, don't say me. <laughs> Top of your head. Don't think about it. Huh? Solid. Solid? From Heroes? No, Joseph Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking some other show. Forgive me. <laughs> He's a bad dude, though. I was a, what's up? Hitler. Hitler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's real right there. Um, when I, I used to teach drum lessons, and uh, I taught lessons to this kid, and he had like this shrine to Superman on his wall. Shrine. It was like, literally, there were like gold statues, posters everywhere. I think he really thought that Superman existed, like Santa Claus, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? He, he thought Superman was out there saving people or something. And uh, I didn't have the heart to tell him, so I just let him believe, you know, a lie. I don't know if that's good or whatever. But Superman's good, though, right? I mean, he's kind of... I picture Superman being, like, as tall as Paul Robin. You know what I'm saying? Just, and just as buff, you know what I'm saying, as Paul. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, uh, just walking like this, you know what I'm saying? I mean, if I had muscles like that, I would walk like this. You know, just all the time, you know what I'm saying? Just got that blue and red, got the cape flowing, and, you know what I'm saying? That curl that's always perfect. If you don't have kryptonite, you know, you, you messed up because you can't stop him. He's good. You know, when I think about evil, I kind of think about the IRS. You know what I'm saying? Sally May. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, um, y'all laughing about the IRS. You know, I don't even need to go into detail with the IRS, you know? But at the same time, I don't know anyone who works for the IRS, you know what I'm saying? I don't, it's not like they can all be laughing maniacally over some table <laughs> at night, you know, I, I guess. There have to be some of them, there may be even some Christians who are IRS agents, you know what I'm saying? Um, and Superman, you know, he's not that good, right? I mean, he's, I mean, he always stays in Metropolis. He only stays like these supermodel women, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't come to Baltimore City, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to save me if I'm falling off a building. <laughs> He just pass me right by, wave, and just go save someone who looks like Beyonce or something like that. Huh? I don't know. So my point is that we can take anything that's good and kind of spin it to make it evil, or anything that's evil and spin it to make it good. You know, the Bible says that all men do what's right in their own eyes. You know, we can just kind of twist anything around. So we only know good and evil by what God says. What God says is good. Anything against what God says is good is evil. That's the only way we know. But I guess even that can get kind of blurry. You know, with, um, sometimes our own perception of good and evil can come into God's will or His Word. Some of the things, think about stories you know that things that God allows or that, uh, that God has said, commanded people to do that you're kind of questionable about with our culture today, you know. Um, Think about um, the prophet Hosea. Anybody know that? Know about Hosea? Married a prostitute? And think about that. 
You know, what if, I mean, not only did God command Hosea to marry a prostitute, but when they had kids, he commanded them to give them derogatory names. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, it's kind of strange. What if, you know, news came out, I'm going to marry a prostitute. You all know that you have a problem with that. I would certainly not be speaking up here right now, you know what I'm saying? Joe would be texting me all the time, you know what I'm saying? Trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Or um, Abraham, you know, when he was sent to go away, you know, he didn't know where he was going. God called him to go away. What if, um, Brett, we'll use you again. You're popular this morning. What if, you know, Crystal, what if Brett came home one day and said, God called me to, you know, he called us, you know, to go off to Australia, you know, for like a year. <laughs> Crystal, Crystal's messing up my story. <laughs> messing up my story. Most people, most couples, it wouldn't just be, whatever you say, honey, and just go off. There would be some long dialogue on what God is saying to you. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, but we may be calling people and trying to get other people to come convince this person that they are crazy. And with our culture, wanting to rely on logic, he probably would listen and change his mind. Even though God is telling him something specific that just kind of seems crazy. Right? So as we look at that and we go back to Ephesians, where it says that the days are evil. So make the most of every opportunity. You know, evil is anything that's against God's word or anything that is going to distract us from his plan. How many of you know the days are filled with distraction? You know, maybe even you're on your way here this morning. Maybe God, you know, gave you purpose, motivation to be here this morning. And somewhere between point A and point B, there was some distraction. Now you may be sitting here, you don't even know why you're here anymore. You're just kind of here sweating. You know what I'm saying? The days are, the days are evil. So we need to hold on to God's wisdom. We need to be able to see with clarity what it looks like. Turn with me to uh, James chapter 3. Who's this capo is this? Amen? Very patriotic. I like it. Very good. James chapter 3, verse, um, verse 13 through 16 for now. <clears throat> Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by his deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. So I want you to picture this like this tidal flood, this, this, this huge wave is coming at you, all right? And the only thing that's gonna save you from getting washed away is God's wisdom. But the problem is that there's other things that kind of look like God's wisdom. So you may grab the wrong thing thinking it's God and that flood just washes you away. So I wanna get a little bit into those distractions so we can see a little more clearly those things that are getting us away from God. Um, it mentions in here that they're earthly unspiritual, devilish wisdom. So let's take a look at first uh, earthly wisdom. Now there's, there's not all bad earthly wisdom. You know, there's, as I said before, there's some good philosophers, some good teachers. It's good stuff. I love philosophy for one. It's, it's, it's enlightening. 
to a point, you know? Um, you know, if you have a flat, you should probably change your flat. I and mean, that's some good logic, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we can't always trust in that logic. We just talked about how God, you know, uh, can have us do things sometimes that in our culture would seem crazy. But that's how God does sometimes. You know, he doesn't want us relying on our logic. And the Bible said, lean not on your own understanding, right? Trust the Lord with all of your heart. I can remember uh, King Jehoshaphat. Y'all know the story with the musicians, the head of the army. Y'all know that? Some, some nods. Now that's, that's illogical. That's, that doesn't make any sense. You picture Ben if you were, you know, playing in the band, you know what I'm saying? And someone's running after you, you know what I'm saying, about to kill you. And you just like this, you just <laughs> waiting for God to move, you know what I'm saying? And wondering how you got yourself into this mess. Sometimes our logic can be an enemy. Um, and then there's, a, there's unspiritual wisdom. There's a wisdom from our bodies, carnal wisdom. Again, not all bad wisdom from the body. You know, um, if you're dehydrated, your body's going to tell you to drink some water. You should listen to your body, right? Um, you get shot in the foot. Your body says go to the hospital. You shouldn't deny that wisdom of your body. It's sound wisdom from your body. But at the same time, in Romans 7, the Bible says that uh, our bodies are bound to sin. My body is thinking about sinning right now, as I'm preaching, right now. And don't look at me so shocked. Your bodies are thinking about sinning too, you know what I'm saying? Your bodies are bound to sin. And if left unchecked, your bodies, are, they will sin. They can't wait to sin. In Galatians chapter 5, it talks about how the body is against the, the Holy Spirit. They're contrary to one another. So we can't always, you know, sometimes our body may be giving us wisdom that uh, is uh, distorting God's will. Uh, lastly, demonic wisdom. Straight up from the devil. Um, we hear this type of wisdom all the time. Um, if you remember uh, in Genesis, when the serpent speaking to Adam and Eve, did God really say, you know, did, you may be hearing the voice of the enemy, did God really say, to stay with the garden. You know what I'm saying? I'm hot, I'm sweating, I don't feel like being here. Who is this guy preaching? Where's Joel Curse? You know what I'm saying? And you're ready to leave, you know what I'm saying? Did God really say that? Did God really say to do this profession? It takes, you're going to be in school for like 20 years, you know what I'm saying? You know, it can get hard. You keep pushing. Did God really say that? We hear these questions of doubt all the time. It could be the devil, it could be demons, it could be just words of the enemy that we, we, we've held on to in our heads, still there, that we have to just cast down. Remember when Jesus was uh, led to the wilderness, you know, uh, the enemy said to Jesus, you know, if you are the Son of God, turn these stones to bread. If you are a child of God, then you're deserving of this, of this money, right? You need money to serve the Lord, right? And it's not a problem if I go after this money. It's not a problem. And that, that motivation can get kind of twisted. You know what I'm saying? Anybody remember, uh, uh, I guess it was about maybe 10 years ago, the whole Prayer of Jabez. There's a book series, seminars and stuff like that. Good piece of scripture. However, sometimes scripture can be taken out of context. And people can just seek blessing and riches and they become all about that in the name of Jesus Christ. See how easily the days that are evil can, can get us off course.
something also good to remember with that uh, story with Jesus in the wilderness is that Jesus fought back. He fought back with uh, the Word of God. He fought back pretty much with himself. You know, if you're not in the Word of God, if you're not consuming that Word, you're, you're just going to get washed away with that flood of evil that's talked about. So let's look a little deeper into uh, James 3.17, verse 18, um, to find out this wisdom that comes from heaven. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure. 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 I can't say pure. Horrible. Pure. Pure. Is that right? Pure. 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 All right. The wisdom that comes from heaven is, first of all, pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. God's wisdom is first of all pure. 100%. It's clean. Some of you may know um, this type of spirit that's within you that just, you know, when you hear a good word, a good message, it's, you have this like, yes, on the inside of you. This is right. This is God. I feel this. Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? And other times you have that little voice inside you that's like, I don't know about that. That's a little off. I don't, I don't know if I agree. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Holding you back. We all hear the voice. We just may not all be in tune with it. Or we just ignore it. We not. But God's wisdom is first of all pure. It's, it's clean. It hits, us, it hits us right. We know that we heard from God. This is the motivation from the beginning. We've got this. Amanda was talking about when she, uh, she heard that call to come to Baltimore. You know, she knew it with certainty. She was fighting it. But she knew it was God speaking. The wisdom of God is first of all pure. Then it's peace-loving. It's considerate, submissive. How is the word of God, the wisdom that you're operating in, how, how is it treating other people? You know, is it, um, is it bring about God's peace? Is it, is it considerate or is it more of like a, you know, do you have to manipulate people with this wisdom? Do you have to frustrate everything around you and everyone around you to make it work? God's wisdom doesn't have to do that. God's spirit just moves. Then we have um, God's wisdom is uh, full of mercy, good fruit. There are people who uh, they follow God out of guilt. They may be doing something for God out of guilt. You know, that's not the wisdom they receive isn't full of mercy. You know, and it's, um, it's certainly if they're operating in guilt, it's certainly not going to bring mercy to other people. So again, how is this wisdom that you're operating in, how is this word you believe you're following affecting other people? So that it's, it's impartial. It's sincere. It's the word of God impartial that you're following. Is it, I mean, the, God's gospel is for everybody. I don't care where you're, where you're from, what your background is, what your culture, your race, everybody. I was, um, a woman gave me a flyer not too long ago, um, and I haven't looked too much into it, but it was that the, the title of the flyer said that um, black people are the real Jews. And it had 12 tribes. Brad hooking his lips out. It had 12 tribes of Israel. And that all the 12 tribes of Israel were going to be saved. And I looked at the 12 tribes, and all of them were people of dark skin color. You know what I'm talking about? So some of y'all are going to be out of luck, apparently, if that's the truth. If that's God's wisdom. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but God's wisdom is impartial. It's for everybody. God's wisdom is sincere. 
You know, it works with or without me. God's word, he always does what he says he's going to do. If he says healing, it happens. If he says this garden's going to be, the garden church is going to be established, if it's going to multiply, it's going to happen. With or without us. You know what I'm saying? Whoever is in agreement or disagreement, it's happening. Lastly, God's wisdom is, um, it creates a, a harvest of righteousness. Now, what is God producing by this wisdom? I look around the garden and I see people who have come. No one had to twist your arm to get here. God just kind of led you here and you've been growing in the Word of God. You've been growing in your relationship with God. And, uh, you know, we can see God's work here at the garden. It's a, it's a harvest of righteousness. You know, uh, around this community, as we've been impacting the community, you know, people can say without a doubt, Lord, that they've been touched by the Garden Community Church, by what God has done through the garden. It's producing a harvest of righteousness. What is that wisdom of God that you're holding on to, that Word of God, what is it producing? Is it producing the Kingdom of God, or is it causing chaos? I want to look, uh, I want to look at how we all seek God's wisdom. I'm talking about a lot of different distractions, and I'm, I know I'm, I'm giving you a lot. I hope that you'll write down, you know, anything that sticks out to you. Um, I believe that we kind of seek God sometimes uh, with different perspectives, whether we're single or married, or um, maybe even if we're uh, in a, wrapped in a ministry. Our, if our hearts are tied to a ministry, sometimes our hearts are, um, we, we seek God with a different perspective. And sometimes this perspective can distract us as well. So I just want to give a little opportunity for y'all to share. Um, we'll start with a uh, single. You know, what are some distractions just someone being single can have on, um, on you uh, seeking God? of one is um, selfishness. Not that everyone who's single is selfish, but you know, you can have um, you know, when you have a family you have to consider them. You know, if, um, if you're single, you know, you don't really have you don't have another responsibility. You can just kind of leave and go as you please. So uh, it, it can be uh, at least in my experience and with other people who are single, that can be a distraction. Uh, how about married people? Maybe something. What's up? The busyness of the day, all the places I have to go and things I have to do. And, yeah. Um, you know, making sure the kids get their food set up and making dinner and, and being tired. Yeah. how you spend your time or how you spend your money for you to be doing those things pleasing to God you both have to be seeking it. It can't just be one of you doing it. So if only one of you is seeking the Lord it can kind of it just doesn't you can't do things the way that you would want to do them. 
different sometimes you know sometimes we uh we assume that we all seek God the same way but uh we all have our own little maybe just some distractions you know um even when it comes to uh I know there's times where we we, uh, you may hear a message or whatnot or unintentionally but um we hear stories of these prophets and like Apostle Paul and whatnot and these people that have these calls to these areas but not everyone has that. You know, you could be, God may call you for a season just to work at office. He may call you for a season just to raise some kids. You know what I'm saying? We're not all called to be, you know, Billy Graham. You know what I'm saying? So we need to be sensitive to that as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to close soon. I, I, I want to get in a little bit more. I want to I give you all something that you can practice, some mentalities to practice. Um, I'm not going to call this a formula. I don't believe in formulas. No, but these are some tips that you can practice mentally to keep you in the right uh, perspective. Um, first tip I have here is, uh, is be still. You know, when you're seeking God, when you're looking for clarity, um, I have the scripture here. It's, uh, you want to look, look at it. Psalm 46, verse 10. Now, be still and know that I am God. That word, that, that be still, it means uh, limp, slack. It means uh, to restrain oneself. It means... To be weak. It's a little different light when you look at it like that. You know, I, I look at be still kind of like a kind of like a timeout. You know what I'm saying? You put your kids in timeout, you know, but you know that that madness will continue when those kids are out of timeout. You, just, you, you, may, you yourself may need a break. You know what I'm saying? There, there aren't many life lessons learned in timeout. But when you're acknowledging weakness, say, you are God. I'm not God. I'm weak. I need your help. I cannot do this alone. You know? We need God for the garden to grow, the garden to be powerful, to impact people. We don't have the power in ourselves to save people. We don't have the power in ourselves to see healing. You know, He is God. We're not God. So sometimes we need to have that, we can practice that mentality of just of being still, trusting in God. Second, having a mentality of worship. And uh, we were talking a few weeks ago about what worship really is. And now it's not just singing, it's, it's adoring the Lord in all that you do. We're lifting up God in everything. There's times where, uh, you know, we can have something going on in our lives and we can be so fixed on that one area of our lives. And even um, spiritually, we're just focusing on scriptures in that one area and we're completely ignoring every part of our lives, every other part of our life that requires our worship. You know, we're called to be worshipers, worshiping God in all that we do. Third, I go back to that scripture um, that Matt Messel read of loving God's law. Now there's different, you know, with laws, you know, we love God's law, His, his word, his, his character, His will, all that. We love that. Um, I'm trying to find a, a better way to explain it. Some of y'all may know that, uh, let's say you're going 90 miles an hour on a highway and the speed limit is 55. Police officer stops you. You know, you can't just say, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to fly. He's going to be pointing to all the speed limit signs down the street, telling you what was right. We need to know the law. That's important. But we also need to accept the law. Love it even in this context. We don't always do that, you know. There's other laws that I love. You know, I love no trespassing. You know what I'm saying? Someone can't just come build a tent on my, on my lawn and 
just you know roast marshmallows or something like that. They they need permission. That's a good law. Not drinking while drunk. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a good law. You know, and they got nothing wrong with that law. So there's laws, you know, we may not agree with other laws that we do. And the same with God, you know what I'm saying? There's certain laws that we may not have focused on, you know. God's law of love and grace, you know. God's love to, you know, to love one another as we love ourselves. Different God's ways that we, that we don't focus on. And one more thing I, on, that, on that subject as well. We talked about how God has his general will and his, um, his personal will, right? Uh, I was praying over this last night, and God was just showing me about uh, God's uh, his general law and his, his personal law. Some of us may have some personal boundaries in our lives that uh, we're forsaking. You know, you could, maybe you're stuck financially in a certain area, and you don't know why you're there, and you're fighting against it. But God has you there for a reason. You know what I'm saying? If we're fighting against this, we're not going to be able to understand what God's doing at that time. Or maybe I've heard some of you know, I'm single. I don't want to be single anymore. I want to find, you know, you're just ready just to walk outside and just grab the first person you see. But God may have you single for a particular reason. And if we're not in tune with that, we may miss a whole blessing that God wants to give us. Lastly, and this is probably the hardest, is uh, waiting on God's Spirit. We're going to read in Acts about you know, uh, being sensitive to God's Spirit. and You'll see a lot of times they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They did this by the Holy Spirit. Um, Peter, uh, we read about the 3,000 that got saved, and Peter stood up and preached. Um, we're going to read in soon that Peter and John, they, uh, there was a lame man sitting at the temple. And, uh, you know, they, they said, silver and gold I have none of, but what I do have I give to you. You know, and they, the guy was, was able to walk. You know, that's being sensitive to the Spirit of God. You can't just plan that. You know what I'm saying? And then I think after that, Peter preaches. And it says, Peter, comma, filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he started to preach. And I say it's one of the hardest things because it's nothing anyone can teach you. You know, I can give you Scripture after Scripture after Scripture. And you get filled with some knowledge, but you, you won't have understanding of it unless you seek God out on it on yourself. You have to seek Him on your own if you really want to have that understanding of it, you know? Joe, if you want to come on up, start playing. Joe's going to play a little bit and uh, just take some time just to prepare your hearts just to, um, just to hear God's wisdom. Maybe you've been, you know, struggling in an area of, of clarity and uh, just know that God's always speaking to you. Just pray for, uh, for clarity and Pray that God reveals some, maybe some distractions that have been blurring God's word.